Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to our website, takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So, however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alrighty, today's a big old Saturday, folks. We got to get our NBA Daily 10 out of the way, breaking down all the NBA action from last night. We had a three-team parlay going on last night. We hit the first two legs. We took the Suns plus seven, and their winning streak comes to an end, and our betting streak comes to an end a little bit as well. So we'll break down all the NBA games from last night, and then we're going to go through um, the week uh, 13, what the machines are saying, the final score predictions um, that the NFL.com puts out every single week. So we're going to watch to see what the machines say and then also set some bars. We had a lot of teams be exposed as frauds last week in the NFL, but this week may be potential fraud redemption game. So we'll go through uh, all the teams that we need to set bars on and we'll give them a kind of uh, a free pass of last week if they can achieve our bars that we set and then we'll also kind of play around with the playoff machine as well today uh, seeing who could potentially get a playoff spot by the end of week 13 and how the uh, results of the week 13 matchups will shake up the overall playoff seeding so we've got a lot to go over today let's put 10 minutes on the clock and get the show rolling ro- 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 rolling so here we go 10 minutes on the clock here let me get to 10. 10 minutes, 0 seconds. Here we go. 10 minutes on the clock. Next 10 minutes of uninterrupted basketball talk of what just happened yesterday in the NBA. And the clock starts now. All righty. <clears throat> couple of great games yesterday in the NBA. Let's start here with the first game up. Heat at the Pacers and no Jimmy Butler. No Bam Adebayo. And the Pacers still lose, folks. Well done for the Heat winning 113-104. Classic Pacers losing games. Classic. So here we go. The Miami Heat still rocking with the lineup of Kyle Lowry at the 1. Tyler Hero at the 2. Duncan Robinson at the 3. P.J. Tucker at the 4. And Dwayne Dedman at the 4. Five. Kyle Lowry had a great game, 26 points, 9 assists. Tyler Hero, 18 points, 5 rebounds. He shot 3 of 4 from the 3. Fantastic. Dwayne Dedman, is he playing like Bam Adebayo? 7 points, 6 rebounds. Not quite Bam Adebayo, but it's solid production given what we need out of him. P.J. Tucker, 6.6 rebounds. And then Duncan Robinson, 24 points, 2 rebounds. Very well done. Duncan Robinson shot very well. 4 of 7 from 3 and 63% from the field on 11 shots. That's what we're talking about. Finally. Finally, we get Duncan Robinson stepping it up big time and at the biggest kind of point when you don't have your main kind of number one and number two scores on this Heat team with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. So, well done, Duncan Robinson with the 24 points, a plus 10 on the floor. Fantastic. And then off the bench, we had Gabe Vincent, 12 points, four assists, two rebounds off the bench, and Omir Yurtsven, Yurtsven. 12 points, five rebounds off the bench, getting it done for the Heat. And then for the Pacers... 
Sabonis coming off the bench? Interesting. They start Tory Craig in the starting lineup for three minutes, and then they move Sabonis back to the four. So Sabonis coming off the bench, 37 minutes bench. 14 points, 16 rebounds, classic Sabonis game. Karis LeVert led the team in scoring 27 points. He had two steals, three assists. Miles Turner playing the five here, 20 points, four rebounds. And then Chris Durarte, 15 points and four rebounds. They got uh, Malcolm Brogdon also 14 points for this Pacers team. But no identity on this Pacers team, and they are still losing games. Should not have lost to the Heat last night without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. But here we are. Heat get the win, 113-104. Alright, next game up here, Cavs at the Wizards, one of our official picks from last night, and man oh man, Cavs plus three and a half, what amazing value, they win by 15, never even any doubt that they would cover the plus three, so bingo, bango, Cavs are rolling, folks, Jared Allen, 28 points, 13 rebounds, Darius Garland, 32 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, I mean, man oh man, the big two here of the Cavs, truly getting it done, and I'm all here for it, Laurie Markkanen, 15.6 rebounds. Evan Mobley, 6.7 rebounds, 4 assists. Very well done. And then Isaac Okuru at the 2, 8 points and 4 rebounds. Also, Kevin Love off the bench, man. Solid production from Kevin Love here off the bench. Absolutely loving it. 13 points, 9 rebounds for those offensive boards. Enough to push the Cavs over the edge here. And then for the Wizards, sliding a little bit here. We had Kyle Kuzma. He put up 12 points, 4 rebounds. He was a minus 32 on the floor. Uh, you know, it was a big old win here. A big 15-point win here for the Wizards, but can't be a minus 32 on the floor. Got to clean it up a little bit, Kyle Kuzma. Once again, a little kind of hit and miss so far, Kyle Kuzma. When he needs to step up, he's kind of the number two on this team. Bradley Beal one, Kyle Kuzma number two, and he's not kind of playing like a number two here. Bradley Beal, 14 points, 3 rebounds. He uh, did not lead the team in scoring. The person that led the team in scoring was Denny Avidaje coming off the bench with 16 points in 22 minutes. Montrezl Harrell off the, also off the bench, 7 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, but just not enough here for the Wizards. Well done for the Cavs. They're rolling. They're streaking. Love everything about this team. And uh, Jared Allen and Darius Garland are getting it done. All right, then we have the 76ers at the Hawks, one of our other official picks from last night. 76ers plus two. They win by two. Bingo, bango. That was two for two heading into the later matchup of Suns plus seven. Unfortunately, that's where we went a little wrong. But uh, Joel Embiid clutches it up down low, and thank goodness Joel Embiid had a great game coming back off that game that he got absolutely locked down in. Uh, so here we go. Joel Embiid, 28 points, 12 rebounds, four is fantastic hit a nice clutch shot late in the fourth quarter Tyrese Maxey 11 points 5 assists Seth Curry 18 points 5 assists as well and then Georges Nyang playing the 4 without um, Tobias Harris uh, Georges Nyang 13 points 3 assists 4 rebounds and then Danny Green 10 points 3 rebounds off the bench here for the 76ers nothing really great uh, Firkin Korkmaz led the bench in scoring with 9 points able to push them past the Hawks and then for the Sox team, another kind of uh, little unfortunate loss here. We saw them start to kind of turn the corner a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, could not take down the 76ers team. Uh, Trey Young, 25 points, 10 assists. Very well done. Shot 36% on 22 shots. We had Kevin Herter playing the two, 12 points. Once again, no Bogdanovich. Uh, Timothy Luawe Cabaret fills in at the three, and he had two shots for zero points. Clint Capella, a little bit of locked up down low, six points on 
on eight shots. He did have 11 rebounds. We'll give him a little credit for that. We also had Danilo Gallinari coming off the bench with a big old 18 points and eight rebounds. Just unfortunately come up two points short here. 76ers, 76ers get the win 98 to 96. All right, then we get the Timberwolves at the Nets, and very well done for the Timberwolves, keeping it close here, but the Nets do squeak out the win, 110-105. The big three of the Timberwolves was not the big three last night because they did not have Carl Anthony Towns. We had uh, two of the three here, D'Angelo Russell, 21 points, 11 rebounds. We had Anthony Edwards, 19 points, four assists, three rebounds. He only shot one of seven from three, a little bit of a lackluster night by him. And then they had Naz Reed filling in at the five here for Carl Anthony Towns. He had 19 points and seven rebounds and we'll also shout out to Gerald Jared Vanderbilt 10 points 15 rebounds off the bench also we had Malik Beasley with 18 points and four rebounds for this Timberwolves team unfortunately come up just a tad short here because Kevin Durant does Kevin Durant things 30 points here 10 rebounds six assists he shot 50 percent on 18 shots we also had James Harden 20 points nine assists seven rebounds getting it done in every facet of the game and then Patty Mills folks the best plus minus on the floor last night, a plus 15, 23 points while shooting 53%. Patty Mills, folks, absolutely getting it done here for this Nets team. And then LaMarcus Aldridge in the starting lineup, 13 points, five rebounds. He was a plus eight on the floor. Man, oh man, this Nets team, they're getting it done without Kyrie Irving. And Patty Mills definitely deserves a lot of credit. Obviously, Kevin Rant and James Harden deserve the most of the credit here, but they're, they were kind of missing that kind of third option, and Patty Mills, ever since they've been putting this man in the starting lineup, he's been getting it done consistently as hack, and last night was no different. So, well done for the Nets getting the win, 110-105. All right, then we get the Magic at the Rockets. Rockets win by two here, 118-116 over the Magic. Who got it done for the Rockets? Um, well, no Daniel Tice, so obviously they win the game here. Daniel Tice did not play on the coach's decision. Very, very smart coach out here for this Rockets team. But uh, we had Eric Gordon led the team in scoring, 24 points. We had Christian Wood, 20 points, 14 rebounds. Um, we had Kevin Porter Jr., only 8 points. He had 6 assists. And then Ja'Shawn Tate, 15 points, 7 rebounds off uh, getting it done there. And then for the Magic, Cole Anthony tried his damnedest. He led the team in scoring no surprise here 26 points seven assists unfortunately uh just not enough i mean uh, actually the the starting lineup here got it done for the magic last night really solid performances all throughout gary harris 11 points we had mo bamba 15.6 rebounds wendell carter jr 10.16 rebounds and then fraz wagner 17 points five assists and five rebounds and then also a, be a great bench performance from terrence ross 18 points and also chuma okiki nine points and seven rebounds Unfortunately, just come up two points short right there, losing to the Rockets. Then we get the Pelicans at the Mavericks, and the Pelicans get the win here, 107-91. Brandon Ingram, 24 points, 12 assists, 8 rebounds. Absolutely fantastic game. Jonas Valanciunas, 14 points, 11 rebounds. And then Devontae Graham, 13 points at the 1. Also, Willie Hernandez Gomez, 12 points, 14 rebounds coming off the bench here. And then for the Mavericks, what went, what went wrong? We had Luka Doncic, 21 points, 7 assists, 10 rebounds. He didn't shoot well, 0 of 6 from the 3 and 35% 
on 20 shots. Also, no Chris Stapp Porzingis last night. Truly hurt the team. But we had seven minutes of Boban Marjanovic coming off the bench here, which we absolutely love. Four points on four shots, three rebounds, and only seven minutes. Play that man even more. We are still begging for them to do that. They're not doing that. So, Pelicans get the win, 107-91. Then we get the Celtics at the Jazz. Celtics lose 137-130 to over the Jazz here. Who got it done for the Jazz? Well, it was everybody in their starting lineup. Mike Connolly, 29 points, 7 assists. Donovan Mitchell, 34 points, 6 assists. Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 12 rebounds. Royce O'Neal, 12 points, 10 rebounds. And Bohan Bogdanovich, 16 points. That is our 10 minutes, but we've still got more to cover, so let's keep chugging along here. Off the bench. Uh, nothing fantastic. We had Jordan Clarkson 11 points on 13 shots. Classic Jordan Clarkson. We had Hassan Whiteside 2 points only 3 rebounds and then Rudy Gay 6 points 4 rebounds. So you know the kind of the second unit, the second starting unit here for this Jazz team that we like to call it there because they're so deep coming off the bench here. They didn't have that great blowout performance but it was just enough to get them the win there. And then for the Celtics, no Jalen Brown, and they put up 130 points, folks. This play, this team plays better without Jalen Brown. It doesn't make sense because he's so great, but he just doesn't fit with this Celtics team as of right now. It's still early in the season. Maybe they turn it around, but maybe they're looking to trade this man at the trade deadline. We will truly see what happens. Uh, Jason Tatum, though, 37 points, led the team in scoring five assists, six rebounds. We had Marcus Smart, 15 points, four steals, and Dennis Schroeder, 26 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. They play better with Schroeder at the 1 and Marcus Smart at the 2 than having Marcus Smart at the 1 and Jalen Brown at the 2 and Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench here. So Celtics doing classic Celtics things, folks. Winning without or being competitive without Jalen Brown. All right, final two games up here. Suns at the Warriors and no Devin Booker and the Warriors get their revenge here. Warriors get a nice dominant win to snap the Suns 18 game winning streak. Warriors win 118 to 96 over the Suns. Who got it done for the Warriors? Steph Curry, 23 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. He shot 6 of 11 from 3. Fantastic. We had Jordan Poole, 14 points, 5 assists, and Andrew Wiggins, 19 points, 5 rebounds, a plus 24 on the floor giving that man credit and then this bench sheesh fantastic bench Gary Payton 19 points 5 rebounds off the bench and Juan Toscano Anderson folks 17 points 5 assists 5 rebounds very well done everybody was showing out there last night and then for the Suns no Devin Booker so Landry Shamet filling in at the 2 9 points 4 rebounds we had Chris Paul 12 points 8 assists DeAndre Ayton led the team in scoring 23 points 6 rebounds Jay Crowder 11 points five rebounds and then McCall Bridges at the three seven points on only four shots off the bench we had Cameron Johnson with a solid production of 12 points just unfortunately missing that other offensive piece there that Devin Booker usually provides so Warriors get the win here Steph Curry goes manic at home like he does they win 118 to 96 and then the last game on last night, Clippers at the Lakers, and man, oh man, Luke Kennard pops off late in the fourth quarter with some threes and wins the game for the Clippers. Uh, we had Paul George at the two here, 19 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. Reggie Jackson, 16 points, eight assists. Zubak at the five, 12 points, five rebounds. Serge Ibaka, 9.6 rebounds. And Marcus Morris at the three, 21 big old points here. But Luke Kennard off the bench, folks, 19 
18 points on 70% shooting, 5 of 8 from the 3, hitting clutch shots late down the stretch in this game. Shout out to Luke Kennard for kind of sealing the victory here for the Clippers. And then Isaiah Hartenstein also off the bench, 11 points there on 71% shooting. We will absolutely take that. And then for the Lakers, coming up a little bit small here, folks. LeBron James, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. He shot 2 of 8 from the 3, 39% on 23 shots. Not the best. We had Anthony Davis led the team in scoring 27 points, 10 rebounds. Dwight Howard playing the 5, 6 points, 5 rebounds. Russell Westbrook, 10 points, 9 assists, 2 rebounds. And he only took 8 shots, only had 2 turnovers, folks. So Russell Westbrook still getting it done and still being a positive asset for this Lakers team. Malik Monk had 20 points, 2 steals, 2 assists, 4 rebounds. He had a great night. Unfortunately, just come up a little bit small. Also, let's shout out Carmelo Anthony, 13 points, 5 rebounds. Could not close out the game down the stretch right there. And the Clippers get the 4-point win, 119-115 over the Lakers. Alrighty, let's uh, see if there's anything that we can make a little bit of money on here in the NBA. We are four of our last five NBA picks strong out here. We're reading it absolutely fantastic. Uh, we just took the Suns plus seven last night because you know we were going to give them a little respect without Devin Booker, and obviously they kind of uh, you know still need Devin Booker a little bit. So that is now noted, and we will not make that mistake again. But let's see if there's any great value in tonight's action. We've got Nuggets at the Knicks. Knicks Nuggets plus two and a half here. Knicks minus two and a half. We're not betting on this Nuggets team anymore ever since Michael Porter Jr. is done. So we'll stay away from this game. Not ready to bet the Knicks either quite yet. We get the Bulls at the Nets. Bulls plus two and a half. Nets minus two and a half. Nets on the back-to-back. -back. Let's see if everybody's good to go here for the Bulls. We get Colby White out and Javante Green out. And then for the Nets, still Joe Harris and Kyrie Irving still not able to play. We'll stay away from this one. Not ready to quite bet this Bulls team against the upper echelon here in the NBA. We'll see how the Nets respond on a back-to-back. All right, then we get the Heat at the Bucks. Heat plus six, Bucks minus six and a half. Uh, let's see, is everybody good to go here for the Heat? Jimmy Butler is still out. Bam Adebayo is still out, and Markeith Morris is out for the Bucks. We get Brooke Lopez is still out. Giannis is a game time decision. So without knowing what Giannis is up to, we'll stay away from not taking the Heat plus six. Um, you know, not having Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and on the back to back that is a recipe for disaster. If um, if Giannis was truly playing, we'd swallow the six and a half here for the Bucs. Let's quickly see if NBA Fantasy Labs has any new information up here. Uh, what do we got here for the Bucs? Come on. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing new. Okay. All right. Let's keep going here. We got the Grizzlies at the Mavericks. Grizzlies plus five and a half. Mavericks minus four and a half. Let's see. Is Chris Porzingis going to go in this back-to-back -back here? He is a game-time decision. For the Grizzlies, uh, John Morant is out, so we will stay away from betting on them. We get the Spurs at the Warriors. Spurs plus eight and a half. Warriors minus eight and a half. Warriors on the back-to-back. -back. We will not bet them in the Spurs. We will not bet them because they are not a good team.
We get the Celtics at the Blazers. Celtics minus one and a half. Blazers plus one and a half. Okay, interesting. Let's see the ins and outs here. Jalen Brown, a game time decision. I'm assuming he does play uh, tonight. And Damian Lillard still out in his replacement a little bit. Anthony Simons out as well. So not betting on the Blazers. Nothing great there. And then the Clippers, Kings. Clippers on the back-to-back. -back. We're not going to bet them. And the Kings are a bad team. So nothing great here. If Giannis is playing, I take the Bucks minus six and a half. But that's only if he's playing. So maybe uh, wait a little bit till that information comes uh, certain. And then hopefully the line doesn't drop too much. Um, all right, so we are going to stay away from making any official picks here today in the NBA, which is fine because, you know, we've got uh, college championship football on tonight, folks, or all on today. We've got uh, one game going on here. Uh, it's still 0-0 five minutes into the game. Baylor at OK State. What is that, the uh, Pac-12? Pac-12? Pac-12 championship? But uh, I know we're all waiting for Georgia-Alabama at 4 o'clock and definitely Iowa at Michigan. Michigan getting their first crack at a Big Ten championship with John Harbaugh. Can they get it done? Hopefully. All righty. Now let's shift gears to the NFL, folks. <clears throat> And let's head over to our favorite video to watch, which is the Week 13 NFL Game Picks and Win Probability. What are the machines saying is going to be happening this week? Do they agree with our picks? Are we totally off from what our picks are saying? Do they side a little bit more with Vegas? So we'll see what the machines are saying. And then also, as we're going and talking through all these matchups, we just had a ton of fraud teams exposed last week. The Rams. The Vikings. Let me get the full list of potential frauds up here. Not the Eagles. We called them frauds, but then we retracted our statement, and now we're back to betting them minus seven this week. Uh, but who else was uh, labeled and determined frauds from last week? Let me get the list up here. Here we go. Uh, who were frauds the last week? The Colts, they've been frauds. We don't got to tell you all that because they passed the ball too much. Um, what else do we got? Uh, Panthers frauds with Cam Newton. We know this. Um, uh, Steelers, they weren't even close to not being frauds, so we don't got to worry about them. Oh, the Chargers, big frauds here. Losing uh, uh, to the Broncos, offense struggling. Chargers officially labeled frauds last week. We had the Rams getting blown out in this game. Yes, final score, only one possession, but uh, at the end of the day, they were not doing anything great all game. Rams officially frauds. Vikings officially frauds, still turning over the ball. Those three teams truly officially labeled frauds so we'll see as we progress through this uh, video right here and talk through the matchups we will set bars for the fraud teams to try and win their way back into our good graces to be not fraudulent teams so let's uh, roll the video here see what the machines are saying talk through these matchups set some bars and see what we are going to be predicting to see uh, come tomorrow during the great action that is an entire day of football one o'clock four o'clock the late game all day long football on Sunday. 
So here we go. And then we'll also see if they agree with our picks as we go through these games. So here we go. First game up is the Patriots at the Bills. One of our official picks of this week taking the Patriots plus three. And the machines say the Patriots lose by three. The Bills win 23 to 20 with a 53% win probability here for the Buffalo Bills. Obviously a big game for both of these teams. Winner gets the AFC East lead and potentially the number one seed in the AFC depending on how all the other games shake up here but um, you know they expect it to be a close game I'm assuming it's a close game as well but we just can't rely on this Buffalo Bills running game and that's just going to open up Billy B to shut down Josh Allen no problem no big deal because that's the only thing you have to worry about um, uh, from the offensive side of this Buffalo Bills team now, this Buffalo Bills defense may be able to kind of make it tough for Mac Jones, but Mac Jones, he's so smart, folks. He doesn't really make the mistakes. He delivers the ball so accurately and uh, gets the ball out of his hands quickly and makes the right read basically every single time. When was the last time Mac Jones made the wrong read? I don't even know if he's ever made the wrong read right here uh, for this Patriots team. So we're still liking the Patriots plus three right here. Going to be a close game. Uh, no bars right here for either of these teams. Should just be a great game. And we'll see how Buffalo responds. We need to see their offense truly be able to get out to a hot start, stay hot all game long, and have a dominant win against a good team. They really have not. This Bills team has really not had a signature win against a really good established team here so far. So we'll see what the Bills do. Uh, there's a 51% cover probability because they've got the line here at Bills minus 2.5. These odds, they use the odds at December 1st. So the odds from when we looked at it and when they officially uh, create the video may uh, differ by a point, a half a point, something like that. So uh, we got the Patriots plus 3, loving the value there, but the uh, machines say the Bills win. We'll see. I don't, I don't think the Bills win this game, but that's what the machines are saying. Close game, Bills get the win there at home. Alrighty, what do we got up for our next game? We got the Chargers at the Bengals here. One of our other picks, uh, one of our uh, another pick here. Uh, Bengals minus three, and they say the Bengals win by two, twenty-seven to twenty-five, with the fifty-three percent win probability here for the Bengals and a cover probability of the Chargers plus three at fifty-one percent. But uh, you know, this is a must-win game here for the Chargers, and I'm just not truly buying this Chargers team a hundred percent we've seen them get a little exposed uh, for the last couple of weeks a little hit and miss they've been rocky been up and down let's uh, get the, their last couple of games up here uh, and once again, this is going to be a team that we have to set a bar for because they were labeled frauds last week yeah here we go the last couple of weeks here um, let's go back to week 9, November 7th. They get the win against Philadelphia. They win 27-24. Following week, they lose against the Vikings, 27-20. Following week, they win against the Steelers, 41-37. But they allowed the Steelers to put up 37 points, folks. I think this is the most the Steelers have put up all season long, 37 points. Let's quickly see what the Steelers have been doing. Uh, game 1, 23 points, then 17 points, then 10 points, 17 points, 27 points, 25 
23, 15, 29, 16, and then the 37-point game. And then the game right after the 37-point performance by the Steelers, they only put up 10 against this Bengals team. So we know this Bengals defense is very, very good. We just brought up the stat yesterday when we made the official pick that the Bengals and the Chargers have given up the same amount of yards this season, 3,800 yards given up so far. But the Chargers have given up 70 more points than the Bengals have. So this Bengals defense is the real deal where this Chargers defense isn't really that great of a defense. They let you score on them because they like to kind of go tit for tat, toe for toe scoring. Uh, you know, we've seen these big high scoring games against the Browns, 47 to 42 against the Steelers, 41 to 37. That's really where the Chargers are a little bit more comfortable in playing just because of how their offense is set up. It's just a pure drop back style. You got a tall, physical, strong arm quarterback in Justin Herbert. He's like 6'6". Nice, tall quarterback back there. And then just two great down-the-field receivers of Keelan Allen and... Um, Mike Williams. So, classic Chargers offense right here. Uh, so, let's see what they've been doing offensively for a bar. Well, first of all, they got to get the win. I mean, that is truly the big thing here for the Chargers to prove that they are the real deal. This is a winnable game. Chargers, Bengals, both kind of, you know, upper tier two teams. Bengals truly looking to be kind of classified as a tier one team. Um, you know, and definitely last week, they definitely showed that beating the Steelers and how they did that and just how this offense has been continually rolling all year long with Joe Burrow coming back from the injury and Jamar Chase being the rookie and all that. And this defense just getting better week by week by week by week. Uh, but back to this Chargers team, we've got to see the win. Definitely got to see the win. Um, score won't really matter. We just have to see the win. Winning is the most important thing here by the Chargers. And then just an offensive performance. I don't really want to see any turnovers. Look at, uh, I mean, they have basically a turnover in half of their games here. Game one, one interception. Game two, two interceptions. Then they go on this nice little three-game winning streak without out turning over the ball against the Chiefs four touchdowns no picks against the Raiders three touchdowns no picks against the Browns four touchdowns no picks that's what we need to see kind of again three touchdowns by Justin Herbert three touchdowns zero interceptions and the win what was he passing for yards wise here during that three game winning streak 275 yards 212 and 381 so you know kind of all over the field here just able to control the ball you don't need to throw for 400 yards I won't even put a yards total here we just have to see the win three touchdowns no interceptions here by the Chargers and uh, we have to make a, a note here for their um, well, uh, yeah, let's, uh, so the win, the three touchdowns, the no interceptions for the Chargers this week, and then we will have to see what they do on fourth downs, keeping fourth down attempts, keep fourth down attempts in check, I would, I would say. Uh, we'll have to break down the game on Monday to truly kind of, you know, go through their fourth down attempts if they have any at all. We know that Brandon Staley is a little aggressive at, overall as a head coach there, loves to go for it. Uh, so we'll kind of uh, play those by ear and see where they came and when they came and should they have gone for it and did they pick it up, did they not? So we'll evaluate the fourth down attempts, but got to keep it in check. Don't want them to go crazy. But the overall bar here for the Chargers this week, obviously winning 
thing. But then getting back to turnover-free passing football with Justin Herbert like we know he can do. That three-game stretch right there of no interceptions results into a three-game winning streak. I mean, because ever since that winning streak, they had loss, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So two and four. Four out of that ever since that three-game winning streak when they weren't turning over the ball. That's what we're looking for. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, and the win by Justin Herbert and keeping the fourth down attempts, keeping them in check. And truly only going for it when you know you can get it um, and taking the points when you can't get it. So we'll break down the fourth down conversions and attempts if they have any. But I'm still taking the Bengals here, folks. I don't know if this Chargers offense um, is good or not. They've been exposed over the last six weeks. Like we said, two and four in their last six. We'll see if they can get back to it or if they will continue to be frauds. You get one chance at it. We give, we're give we giving teams second chances this week of not being called frauds. But so far, this Chargers team is frauds. So uh, they predicted the Bengals win 27-25. All right, what do we got up here for this next matchup? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Um, all right, here we go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, here we go. Here we go. Ravens at Steelers, another one of our picks here. We are taking the Ravens minus four and a half points, and NFL.com and the machines agree that the Ravens do win 24 to 21. Don't cover the four and a half points here, but a win probability of 54% and a cover probability of the Steelers at 51% because they are plus four at the time of this video. We got it at plus uh, minus four and a half, and I believe the line has not changed at all here for the Steelers game it is still Ravens minus four and a half Steelers plus four and a half but still loving this Ravens team uh the Steelers you know we're not going to set a bar for the Steelers team this is not a good team overall and even if they have one good overall offensive performance and they beat this Ravens team it's it would be an outlier it'd be a one and done a one hit wonder we don't see anything consistent here with the Steelers team nothing consistent rushing wise nothing consistent passing wise and definitely not anything consistent winning in uh, point total wise so uh the Steelers team I don't see them doing anything here against the Ravens, Ravens defense. Don't care that the Steelers are home. Don't care that this is a divisional showdown and all of that. I'm still buying this Ravens team bouncing back from their four interception performance by Lamar Jackson. Uh, so they say Ravens get the win, but don't cover the spread. I don't think the Steelers can put up 21 points, honestly. I don't see that happening. Um, in the Steelers' defense, it's an okay defense. It's nothing great. It's nothing trash. It's a mediocre, maybe a slightly, maybe even less than mediocre, below average-ish. All right, next matchup up here, Cardinals at the Bears, and they're predicting the Cardinals win 26-17 with a 68% win probability. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, we're, we've, we're not picking this game here. We're staying away from this spread overall here, but uh, they say the Cardinals cover with a 51% cover probability of them being minus eight points. And I believe this line has come down a little bit. I want to say it's like Cardinals minus seven, minus seven and a half. So let's quickly refresh these lines real quick. And the Cardinals are... Minus seven and a half, so a little bit of a half a point drop, uh, a little bit of a different spread according to DraftKings. 
But, uh, yeah, Bears putting up 17 points. I th think they're still rocking with Andy Dalton out here. I think they're going to kind of, you know, make sure Justin Fields is 100% A-OK -okay to uh, head back out there. But uh, can't, I mean, once again, the Bears did nothing on Thanksgiving Day. That was the game to truly put your foot down and say, hey, we're a good team. They didn't do that. You're not going to be able to do this against this Cardinals defense. So Cardinals are predicted to get the win here. Doesn't matter whatever the Bears do, it will, won't really change our thinking about them unless they truly blow out the Cardinals and everything looks great, but I doubt that happens. So, machines say the Cardinals win, we agree, and they also cover the spread. Love to see that. Alright, next matchup here is the 49ers at the Seahawks. They predict the 49ers win 24-20 with a 55% win probability here for the 49ers and a cover probability of 52% for the 49ers being minus 3 points. Um, you know, the Seahawks team, just nothing great. Um, you know, once again, no bar for the Seahawks team because they they are frauds. They are truly legitimate frauds in this league. Offense can't do anything over and over and over again. They're not getting DK Metcalf the ball and then the offensive coordinator is like yeah we should probably get him the ball like yes yes you're the guy not getting him the ball jeez Louise uh, so it's a little bit too little too late for the Seahawks team man uh, what do we got three wins still Ugh, that's I don't think even if they win out it's gonna be real tough for them to make the playoffs this 49ers team streaking a little bit. Uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo getting it done. We like Jimmy Garoppolo being the quarterback. The 49ers defense getting better week by week here. And I just don't see this Seahawks team doing anything offensively. Machines say the 49ers win. We agree, folks. We agree with that. All right, then we get the Broncos at the Chiefs, and they say the Chiefs win 28-20 to over the Broncos with a 60% win probability for the Chiefs and a cover probability of 52% of for the Broncos being plus 10 points. Uh, they're giving a little credit to this Broncos team. The machines are saying that they keep it a little competitive right here, only uh, losing by 8 points, but also putting up 20 points. That's pretty good for that Broncos team. Uh, let's see what the spread is at. It is uh, at nine and a half here. Chiefs minus nine and a half. Broncos plus nine and a half. Uh, we'll see if this uh, this Broncos team is the real deal. We're gonna set a bar for this Broncos team. Uh, they had a good win last week. Um, let's uh, let's get this uh, up here quickly. Denver Broncos. Here we go. All right, this Broncos team, here we go. Going to set a bar for them to see if Teddy Bridgewater can uh, put up back-to-back -back good performances out here. Ended up beating the Chargers last week, which is a good win. It proves that the Chargers are frauds. This Broncos team so far at 6-5 and five in the middle of the pack, still vying for a playoff spot. And we're going to you know, play around with the playoff machine in a couple of minutes after we're done with this segment uh, to see if this Broncos team can... Uh, are they in the playoffs right now? Let's quickly check. Uh, not quite, but potentially... Potentially trying to get that seventh seed with the win here this week. We'll see how they do it. Um, but back to this Broncos team. What did Teddy Bridgewater do last week, or the passing game just overall do last week? We had 155 yards passing, a touchdown, a pick, but they were able to beat this Chargers team. They are 3-1 in their last four games, looking really good, looking real positive. We're not getting any great passing yards. I mean, since they're winning kind of streak a little bit, uh, we had 190 passing yards, 217, 212, 155, so we really can't 
can't buy this passing game. It's not like their offense is going absolutely above and beyond and looking just absolutely unstoppable. It's really a huge part of the defense in the rushing attack here, carrying a bulk, the bulk, uh, the hefty bulk of the load here for this. Broncos team but uh, for us to truly buy the Broncos we have to see a good passing attack honestly uh, you know there's no reason for this passing game not to succeed and excel Tim Patrick Jerry Judy you've got Teddy Bridgewater that can make all the throws in your rushing game is elite over these last four games when they've been winning consistently here 83 rushing yards 190 96 and 147 rushing yards a game that's absolutely fantastic but we need to see the passing game truly complement the rushing game to be taken as serious contenders here. So we're going to put the bar for Teddy Bridgewater at 270 passing yards, two touchdowns and zero interceptions. We need the passing game to excel. Excel. Need it to excel if we want to continue to buy this Broncos team, or actually buy this Broncos team. I don't know if we're on the Broncos bandwagon quite yet. We've got to see this passing game get figured out, folks. So, we need to see excel passing game. All right, let's note that down. All right, so we'll see what this Broncos team does this week, if they can win back-to-back -back games and make it a little bit easier for them to get into the playoffs by winning this game against the Chiefs. It's going to be a tough one on the road against the Chiefs. We'll see what they can do. All righty, what do we got for this next matchup? Up, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? We got Bucks at the Falcons. They say the Bucks win thirty-one to twenty-one. Sixty-nine percent cover or win probability here for the Bucks, with a fifty-two percent cover probability by the Atlanta Falcons being plus eleven points. It is still at plus eleven. Came down a half a point here at plus ten and a half points for the Falcons. Uh, this Falcons team, they can't do anything besides you. Cordero Patterson a couple of times a game and uh, get him the ball into open space. Uh, this Bucks team, you know, they have a whole Antonio Brown situation going on. Truly unfortunate to their three-game suspension for the fake COVID-19 card. And, you know, his, uh, what was it, his chef is in living in chef. Truly ratted him out there. And uh, how unfortunate that. How unfortunate there that your own private chef rats you out and then causes you a three-game suspension nothing great uh, but no bar here to buy this Falcons team nothing they can really do for us to truly buy their team we need to see their running game and passing game get good we need to see Matt Ryan get it done in the red zone there's just too much for this Falcons team to truly do in one game for us to buy them overnight like that uh, so no bar there for the Falcons not gonna bet on this uh, Bucks team so following all those points uh, but yeah the Bucks should win this game should all right, here we go. The Jags at the Rams here. Uh, they We had a set of bar for the Rams. We called them frauds last week. We're going to give them an opportunity to not be labeled as frauds. Uh, but uh, NFL.com predicts the Rams to win 29-18 with a 71% win probability. And I'm going to tell you right now, we need more scoring than this. Than this. This Rams team should have no problem here again. Against the Jags. This should be a resetting point here for this Rams team. And I don't care if OBJ plays or he doesn't play. 
He's a little questionable right now. That's going to have no factor in our bar uh, for what this Rams team needs to do for us to not label them as frauds. Um, so let's get what the Rams have been doing. Uh, we need to see more than 29 points. Uh, that's not going to fly just because you put up 29 points. This team is better than putting up 29 points against one of the worst teams in the NFL. So the most points this Rams team has put up all season was 38 points, and they did it twice, folks. I want to see, and I'll even knock it down three points there. We need to see 35 plus points for the Rams. I have to see zero interceptions. I don't want Matthew Stafford throwing any turnovers. And we're going to do three touchdowns. He has three passing touchdowns in one, two, three, four games this season. Um, three and then four in uh, two other games. So, you know, getting better than three. So, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions. What do we got yards-wise? What are we looking at yards-wise here? Always basically around 250. I mean, if you're having 35-plus points, I'm sure you're throwing for like 250 passing yards. So I want to see 250-plus passing yards, and I also want to see this running game get established. What have they been doing in their running attacks um, this kind of season? The last couple of three games here uh, kind of coming, well, the last two games truly kind of coming down when they've proven that they can run the ball here. Look at this, 101 yards week two gets the win. 121 yards week four, they lose against the Cardinals. Wow, 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 unfortunate there. They lost by 17 by running the ball 121 yards interesting 118 yards against the Seahawks they get the win 131 yards against the Giants they get the win 165 rushing yards against the Texans they get the win and then 94 yards against the Titans don't they don't get the win this three game losing streak that they're on 94 yards against the Titans we get 52 rushing yards against the 49ers and 68 rushing yards against the Packers all resulting in two losses here so 250 passing yards and I want to see a hundred and uh, we'll go a little bit like just a hundred show us a hundred plus rushing yards that's what we've got to see I got to see the overall offense working putting up the points scoring points scoring touchdowns not settling for field goals we have to see the passing game get it done no interceptions and also commit to the rushing attack please just because you brought in OBJ you think you could just abandon the running game now of course not you're on a three game losing streak Rams are official frauds until unless they prove that they can meet our bar that we just set for them 35 plus points three touchdowns no picks 250 passing yards and 100 plus rushing yards and then we will not classify this Rams team as frauds they have a cover probability here for the Jags at 53% covering uh, the plus 13 points and I think it's gone up a little bit uh, no it's actually gone down uh, plus 12 and a half came down half a point here Alrighty, next matchup up here. Do we got to set a bar for any of these teams? What do we got up next here? Here we go. Washington at the Raiders. Uh, and this is going to be a really great game. We'll see how this one, you know, determines out. And one of these two teams is going to make it a little bit easier for themselves to get into the playoffs with a win here. And whoever loses this game is truly going to be hurting getting into the playoffs. But Washington is predicted to get the win here 26-25, to 25, a 52% win probability here for 
for Washington and a 55% cover probability here because they're getting two and a half points and are predicted a win here. So the machines are all on Washington here uh, tomorrow against the Raiders. And hey, we'll see this Washington defense truly getting better as the season progresses. These last four games truly getting it done. Taylor Heineke moving the ball, being a nice game manager where this Raiders offense... They had a great showing on Thanksgiving Day against the Cowboys, against that great defense. We'll give them credit, but can they be consistent? We've got to see them be consistent. We want them to be consistent, and we'll see what they do uh, tomorrow. But this is going to be a great game. Machines called the upset here, 26-25 for Washington. Alrighty, next matchup up here. What do we got, Machines? What are they saying? Here we go. We got the Colts at the Texans. They predict the Colts to win 28-17. A 71% win probability here for the Colts. In a cover probability probability of 52% for the Colts. We also took this Colts minus 9.5. And, and it's right on, uh, what do we got, 11-point win here predicted. So uh, machines agree. They cover. They win. No problem here. We're not going to set a bar for the Colts here on this game because we still expect them to pass the ball highly on this Texans team. And for this game, we can green light the passing game. We don't want to see the pass game, but against this Texans defense, this Texans defense gives up the big plays. Even in their first meeting when the Colts won 31-3 earlier this season, it was because of the Colts going down the field deep and taking those shots, and that's why they were able to put up so many points. So uh, we're, we won't set a bar here for the Colts. We would like to see Carson Wentz not throw the ball that much, but against the Texans team, you can and you should be throwing the ball. So Colts get the win here, 28-17. to They cover the 9.5, loving what the Colts are bringing to the table here. This Texans team, they're just not good piece-wise offensively. They don't have the pieces to consistently intimidate any team and win and move the ball, anything like that. Alrighty, next game up here, Giants at the Dolphins, and they predict the Dolphins to win 25-19, a 58% win probability here for Miami, and a cover probability of 54%. They officially called this game Dolphins minus three, and we know that this Dolphins team has gone all the way up to Dolphins minus six with the news of Daniel Jones and company not able to go. Um, let me get to the official. It's Daniel Jones, and I want to say it's two other players. Daniel Jones out, cornerback Adoree Jackson out, Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Toney are doubtful. So it's not going to be a good day offensively here for the Giants. The machines know this, they're seeing this, and uh, I'm sure that uh, this prediction would be changed. Uh, they had this prediction in before the Daniel Jones out news being broken. So they're giving credit to the Dolphins here, winning with Daniel Jones, winning 25-19, and we respect the machines for that. Vegas kind of coming around a little bit right here and uh, you know setting the line at Dolphins minus 4.5 by the time Daniel Jones was playing, moved it up to Dolphins minus 6 with him being out. So some solid respect there by Vegas, solid respect here by the machines. They're all learning, folks, and that's exactly what uh, you do. You learn, you change your mind, present a new information, and that's what the Vegas and the machines are doing slowly out here. Alrighty, next game up is the Vikings at the Lions, and they predict the Vikings win 26-20 over the Lions with the 56 win probability there for the Vikings and a cover probability of 52% for the Lions being plus 7 points. 
Uh, this Vikings team, we called them frauds last week for losing. So if they want to be labeled not frauds, let's see what do they have to do this week. Obviously, they have to get the win. They must get the win here against this Lions team. This Lions team is absolutely atrociously bad, folks. Not even able to get up on Thanksgiving Day at home and take down Andy Dalton. They couldn't even do that. So for the Vikings, we need to see the win. And really, we have to see zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. No interceptions by Kirk Cousins. No fumbles by Kirk Cousins, no fumbles by Dalvin Cook. Let me get up Kirk Cousins' fumble numbers. Everybody likes to, you know, point out that Kirk Cousins doesn't throw that many interceptions, and that is true. Once again, this Vikings team and all these Vikings players, their stats are very, very good. So far this season, Kirk Cousins only has three interceptions. How many fumbles does this man have? I want to say it's more than three. Let's see these rushing numbers, and we've got fumbles lost. He's fumbled six times, folks, six times. So, yes, you know, Kirk Cousins, he doesn't throw the interceptions, but he's still turning over the ball, especially fumbling. And same thing with Dalvin Cook. How many fumbles has Dalvin Cook lost already this season because they are truly hurting this Vikings team all around. They're putting up the points. They're putting up the yards. They're moving the ball, but they're turning it over. So what do we got fumbles wise here? He's got three fumbles here already this season. So zero turnovers, no turnovers whatsoever. Not even a muffed punt. Nothing like that. You know, we've been tracking the Chiefs turnovers, and we've been wanting to see this Chiefs team also with this same kind of bar of no turnovers. And, uh, you know, they had a no turnover game, and then the following game they had one turnover, and it was kind of a muffed punt. I mean, we, we kind of gave the Chiefs the break there. We gave them a benefit of the doubt here. But I don't even want to see a muffed punt here by the Vikings. Zero turnovers. Win, zero turnovers, and uh, they they will be labeled no longer frauds for the time being until they start to turn over the ball again. So, And this isn't going to be like a one-week process for this Vikings team. If they have no turnovers here this game, that's great. And they hit our bar and we'll buy them a little bit more. But we truly need to see kind of like back-to-back -back games, kind of like back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back games, three games straight here of not turning over the ball. So we'll see what the Vikings do here. But you got to start somewhere. No turnovers this game. It will start to buy you a little bit more. So they say the Vikings win 26 to 20. And then what do we got? Maybe one more matchup up here. Eagles at the Jets here. And I'm glad the machines agree. See, see, see. This is a sucker bat. Jets plus seven. Please do not take the Jets plus seven, folks. I know optically of what happened last week. The Jets plus seven looks appetizing. Jets at home this week. Eagles only put up seven points last week. I get it looks appetizing, but 
Vegas gave the Eagles so much respect, putting the line at Eagles minus seven. The machines are saying that the Eagles win and cover the spread here. They say the Eagles win 26 to 18. That is an eight point win. You cover the seven, a 66% win probability here, and a 53% cover probability. All signs are pointing to the Eagles winning and dominating this game. Jets plus seven is officially a sucker bet, folks. Please do not get suckered in and bet the Jets with the points. I know it looks appetizing. I get it, folks. But everything, the fact that Vegas does not respect any team, folks, or any, or like maybe they do respect them, but they don't go over above and beyond on the respect level and putting the Eagles at minus seven on the road is true big respect given by Vegas please do not take the Jets plus seven it is a trap it is a sucker bet folks let's re-update this line right here and see what it's at if it is at Jets plus six and a half that means y'all are betting the Jets plus seven and I'm sorry y'all are doing that if it's Jets plus seven and a half now that means y'all are hammering the Eagles minus seven and that was the right play the re-updated line for this Jets game is still at Jets plus seven all righty all righty so the line is not moving y'all are not actively making the line move thank y'all uh, I really should be climbing to like Jets plus seven and a half Jets plus eight but it's still at the line right here so we'll give y'all the credit stay away from betting the Jets this week folks I promise y'all I promise y'all y'all can learn we say it all the time you can learn so much from the spread and this is just a glaring 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 red alert red alert and uh, everybody is kind of agreeing folks Vegas the machines and us are all agreeing and once we when we say that when all of the minds the powerful big IQ minds of Vegas and the machines artificial intelligence being fed all the information and then us as well mm, when we're all agreeing I don't think we ever miss when we all agree folks so Giants Jets plus seven is truly a trap sucker bet Alrighty, now let's uh, head over to the playoff machines. Now that we've kind of got the input from the machines, seeing what they're saying and seeing how these games are maybe potentially going to be played out here. Let's head over to the playoff machine and see how these standings in the playoff picture are going to change based on what we think is going to happen on Sunday's action. So we'll go through, we'll pick the winners of all the games, see how the uh, uh, playoff picture has shifted, and then we'll go and kind of you know play around with some outcomes. We'll see if uh, uh, you know who's going to stay, if this happens, if this happens, doesn't happen, and all that. And we'll also see if the Dolphins can start to get into the playoffs here. We know. They're making a strong little push. They have an easy uh, schedule to end the season if they went out. So we'll see if these teams uh, that kind of had no shot a, a couple weeks ago have a little bit of a shot and if they can even start to get into playoff picture this week in the wild cards. So let's start picking some winners and see how this playoff picture starts to change. But let's uh, quickly refresh what the playoff picture is as of this moment. So here we go in the AFC: the Ravens are the one seed at eight and three. The Patriots are the two seed at eight and four. The Titans are the three seed at eight and four. The Chiefs are the fourth seed at seven and four. The Wild Cards belong to the fifth seeded Bengals at seven and four. The Bills are the sixth seed at seven and four, and the Chargers are the seventh seed at six and five and then in the NFC the 
Cardinals are the number one seed at nine and two. The Packers are the two seed at nine and three. The Bucks are the three seed at eight and three. The Cowboys are the fourth seed at eight and four. The Rams are the fifth seed in the wild card at seven and four. The 49ers are the sixth seed at six and five. And the Washington football team is the seventh seed at five and six. Wow, oh wow. So let's start clicking the winners for this week's action and see how these playoff pictures and ordering changes. So here we go. First matchup up, Bucks and the Falcons. And once again, no chance that the Falcons win this game. Bucks will be able to get it done offensively, defensively, no problem. They get the win and they will currently stay at the third seed. But we'll see what happens with the Cardinals in Green Bay game. Well, speaking of the Cardinals game, let's pick the Cardinals winner. Next game up here, Cardinals at the Bears. And once again, no chance for this Bears team to win this game offensively, defensively. It's all bad here by Chicago's head coaching-wise. Big bad here for the, uh, for the Bears. So Cardinals get the win, and they keep the number one seed. Then we get the Chargers at the Bengals. Man, oh man, this is going to have big playoff seeding implications here. But we're going with the Bengals with the win. Just don't think this Chargers team is ready to compete consistently offensively in their defense. Like we said, they just give up so many points. They should not be giving up as many points as they have been giving up. And uh, this Bengals team has no problem scoring the ball. We see it every single week. So definitely saying the Bengals win. And because the Bengals win, they keep the fifth seed. And just because the Chargers lose, the Raiders enter the seventh seed. We'll see if they keep it uh, when we get to their matchup, though. All right, then the next matchup up here, we get the Vikings at the Lions, and we're going to predict the Vikings win this game. And with the Vikings win, they get to that seventh seed over Washington, but we still have to predict Washington's game. All right, then we get the Colts at the Texans. We're going to predict the Colts win this game, and they will still not be able to get in the playoff picture as of quite yet. We'll see what happens with so if some of these other teams loses, but the Colts winning by themselves is not enough to put them in the wild card spot. All right, then we get the Giants at the Dolphins, calling the win here for the Dolphins, and just winning alone is not enough for the Dolphins to crack the playoffs. But we'll see what happens when we can play around with it. All right, then we get the Eagles at the Jets, calling this one for the Eagles. Can the Eagles get in the playoff picture? We knew they could last week, but unfortunately winning is not enough alone here for the Eagles. They may need a little bit of help, and we'll play a law, a play around with all these winning matchups in a minute when we're done uh, picking the base games. All right, we get Washington at the Raiders, and this is going to be a close game right here. I wanted to stay away from this game in our official picks. No great value either way. Spread-wise, it's Washington plus a point, Raiders minus a, a point and a half. Um, so how we're going to predict this winner right here is we're going to use who they said in the playoff or in the uh, game picks predictor with the machines were saying, and they said Washington would out win outright and cover the spread. So we're going to say Washington wins the game, and with Washington winning, they reclaim the seventh seed from the Vikings. Uh, they keep the seventh seed, and the Raiders fall out of the seventh seed, and the Broncos get the seventh seed so far, uh, but they still have to play the game. So Denver can get in the playoffs by really kind of doing nothing, but we've still got to predict the game. All right, then we get the Jags at the Rams. That's an easy one. Rams all day. They keep the fifth seed. 
We get Ravens at the Steelers, calling the win for the Ravens here. Don't believe in the Steelers' offense at all, and they'll have troubles against this Ravens defense. Ravens keep the number one seed in the AFC. Now we're going to predict the 49ers beat the Seahawks. 49ers keep the sixth seed. We get the Broncos at the Chiefs. I like what the Broncos have been doing the last couple of weeks, but once again, the offense hasn't been putting up that many yards. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up scoring pace against the Chiefs. We predict the Chiefs win, and the Chiefs will keep the four seed. And now we have officially the Colts getting into the playoffs at the seventh seed with their win, and the Broncos losing all of that, the Chargers losing as well. And then we get the last matchup of the week, the Patriots at the Bills. And I'm calling the win for the Patriots, folks. I'm going to give it to this Patriots defense, locking it up, the Bills offense. And with the Patriots winning, they keep the two seed, but the Bills also stay at the sixth seed. So, based on, based on all of our predictions, this is what our playoff picture is going to be a look like heading into week 14 we got the Ravens at the one seed the Patriots at the two seed the Titans at the three seed the Chiefs at the four seed the Bengals at the fifth seed the Bills at the sixth seed and the Colts at the seventh seed and then in the NFC we got the Cardinals at the one seed the Packers at the two seed the Bucks at the three seed the uh, Cowboys at the four seed the Rams still at the fifth seed the uh, 49ers still at the sixth seed and Washington still at the seventh seed so nothing Thing changes here in the NFC playoff picture. Everything is the same. Um, is that correct? Washington was six, right? Or the seventh seed, right? Yeah, I think everything was the same there in the NFC. So not much is going to really be changing uh, totality-wise in the playoff picture. All right, so now that we've got kind of the baseline picks here, let's start to play around with some matchups and see what potentially could be happening here. So let's uh, do this first one here. Let's predict that the Colts lose this week to the Texans and see if the Dolphins can get into the playoffs here this week or if they'll have to wait till next week. Um, so here we go. We're going to switch it to Texans beating the Colts. And with that happening, the Chargers stay the seven seed. So the Chargers, even if they do lose this week, they can keep the seven seed with the Colts losing. And the Steelers losing and the Raiders losing. If the Raiders win and beat Washington... Um, with uh, you know the Colts losing, the Raiders will get the sixth seed, and the Bills drop down to the seventh seed. If the Steelers win, um, and the Raiders lose, the Steelers will get into that seventh seed spot. If the Colts and Steelers win, it's to the Steelers. So it's going to be real hard for this Colts team to get in the playoffs. And if the Colts win and the Raiders win and the Steelers win, it's the Raiders getting that final spot. So once again, the Colts, man, are in a real tough predicament. They need to win and need major help. Same thing with the Dolphins. They can't even get into the top seven quite yet. Um, alrighty, what, what happens if the Bills beat the Patriots? The Bills will be able to get the three seed, uh, the Patriots fall to the sixth seed, and the Titans go up to the second seed with a, uh, with, well, they're on the bye this week. 
So, uh, you know, we know that uh, this Bills-Patriots game is coming down to division uh, lead here with the AFC East. Um, what else can we do here? Chargers get the win. Steelers get the win. Raiders get the win. Colts get the win. Dolphins get the win. All the kind of uh, – we'll also say um, – the Broncos get the win. What happens if the Broncos win this week as well? If the Broncos beat the Chiefs, the Broncos can get that division lead and get the fourth seed, and the Chiefs could be eliminated from the playoffs entirely this week. A huge matchup here for the Broncos. Holy moly. Wow. All right, let's uh, reset some of these picks right here. If the Broncos beat the Chiefs with kind of all the other AFC teams losing, the Chiefs would get that seventh seed playoff. So the Chiefs can still lose and still be in the playoffs, but would drop to that seventh seed last wild card spot. And with the Chiefs and Colts both winning, um, it would be the or with the Colts winning and the Broncos winning, which means the Chiefs lose the. Chiefs would get the wild card over the Colts. All right, now let's start talk, talking about kind of the NFC here. Uh, let's see, can the Eagles get into the playoffs uh, with an Eagles win and a Washington loss? Uh, it would be the Vikings getting in. What happens if the Vikings and the Washington football team loses? Do the Eagles get in the playoffs then? Yeah, so the Eagles can get into the playoffs this week. They need a win in Washington, and the Vikings both lose. going to be tough for the Vikings to lose, given that they have to face the Lions this week. Um, alrighty, what else can we see here in the NFC? Can the Green Bay Packers get the one seed if the Cardinals lose? They can. If Green Bay, well, the Green Bay's on the bye, but if uh, the Cardinals lose, the Green Bay Packers will get the number one seed. But once again, the Cardinals are facing the Bears. Is that really going to be happening? All right, what happens if the Falcons beat the Bucks? Really nothing. They're still going to keep that division lead and still be the kind of number three seed. Bucks cannot get into that number two seed here uh, with the Packers on the bye. So Packers can't lose. Bucks will stay the number three seed. Really, um, whatever happens, the Bucks will not leave that three seed this week. Uh, what happens if the Seahawks beat the 49ers? Uh, then the 49ers fall to the seventh seed. What happens if Washington and the 49ers lose? Then it would be the 49ers at the 6th seed and the Eagles getting in to the 7th seed. So there's still hope for some teams out here to get into the playoffs. Eagles looking to get into the playoffs here. They need a little bit of help with the win. Uh, Cardinals number 1 seed pretty much staying the same here. Um, if the Ravens lose and the Patriots win, the Patriots can get the one seed and the Ravens can actually fall all the way down to that fifth seed with the Bengals taking the two seed here. Absolutely crazy. Alrighty, uh, so now let's last thing, what happens if all the upsets happen? If everything gets real wonky here in the NFL, what will the playoff look like at that point? So if the Falcons beat the Bucks, if the Bears beat the Cardinals if the Chargers beat the Bengals that's the upset if the Lions beat the Vikings if the Texans beat the Colts if the Giants beat the Dolphins if the Jets beat the Eagles if uh, Washington beats the Raiders that is the upset if the Jags beat the Rams if the Steelers beat the Ravens if the 
Seahawks beat the 49ers, if the Broncos beat the Chiefs, if the Patriots beat the Bills, if all the upsets happen, we've got the number one seed in the AFC, the Patriots. Two seed goes to the Titans. Three seed goes to the Ravens. Fourth seed goes to the Broncos. Fifth seed goes to the Chargers. Sixth seed goes to the Bengals. And the Bills are the seventh seed. And then in the NFC, the Packers are the one seed. The Cardinals are the two seed. The Bucks are the three seed. The Cowboys are the four seed. The Rams are the fifth seed. Washington's the sixth seed. And the 49ers are the seventh seed. If all the wonkiness happens, a huge shakeup here in the AFC. Not that big of a shakeup in the NFC if wonkiness ensues this week, folks. Alrighty, that is going to do it for us today. We're going to get out of here a little bit earlier than usual just so we can uh, finish watching some of this great uh, college football championship Sunday, Saturday matchups here. We got uh, Baylor at, uh, what? who are they facing? OSU here for the big... Uh, Pac-12, is that what it is? Uh, what is that score at currently? Let's get that up. What have we missed over the last hour and ten since the game's been going on? Baylor's got a nice lead here, 14-3. to uh, Do we got any breaking news up on here? We got any breaking news going on around the leagues? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? It does not seem like anything. So we will get out of here, folks. Well, let's go back to NBA Fantasy Labs. What do we have anything on Giannis? We got anything on Giannis? Um, does not seem to be any news on Giannis breaking. So we still are kind of still on the fence of taking the Bucks minus six and a half tonight. Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, we are not live tomorrow, folks, unfortunately. We'll probably be tweeting, so, you know, stay around to our Twitter for all of our final kind of last-second best bets and all that. We will be tweeting, but unfortunately, we are not able to do the show tomorrow. So, we are back Monday, folks, noon Eastern, breaking down everything that happened on Sunday. So, enjoy the rest of the great football action in the college today. Enjoy the full day of football tomorrow, and we're back breaking everything down on Monday, making it all clear, making it all make sense, folks. Alrighty, folks, we're out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We're back Monday, noon Eastern, folks. Have a great one. We